Hello and good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, listeners. I am Philip Addison, one of your co-hosts here on Friday, October 28th in Atlanta, Georgia, coming from you live from Atlanta and Waco, Texas with my co-host, mentor, and colleague, Jake Talbert. Jake, how are we doing this morning? After some technical technical difficulties with the toner, uh, I believe we are back on and ready to roll. Phil, you never know what you're going to get with the toner 777. It could be because we are in the middle of a monsoon right now here in Waco, Texas. The rain is coming down. It's raining cats and dogs in Waco. I just want to say thanks for giving the shout out to really all the time zones around the world. We've got listeners streaming in from New Zealand. Shout out Ricky Wilson. We've got listeners streaming in from Europe. Shout out Grant Hudeberg, Lauren Hudeberg. They were in Rome yesterday at the Coliseum. Not sure where their Be Real will take them today. And then, of course, East Coast to West Coast here in the United States. People like Kirk Ferentz, Nick Saban, things like that. We're so excited that you guys are on the podcast today. It's a good time to be in Waco right now. Phil, give us a quick update from Atlanta. How are things going the last week for you guys there? Jake, things in Atlanta have been off to a good start. It's Friday, of course. We are excited. This week, my wife and I had several dinners at home on a budget, making sure that um, you know we are staying uh, on budget. Like I said, we had a big trip to Costco last week. Spent about $200 on the Costco run, buying everything in bulk, Jake. Phil, I'm so glad that you guys did that. And, you know, that Costco shout out right there may draw some attention from some of the viewers in the Southwest. More of a Sam's Club group down here. I know that out there on the East Coast, the Southeast, you guys are Costco folks. However, I think that's a great move to buy in bulk. Something that we love to promote here on the RSG is buying in bulk. It's something we've always done. Speaking of, it's bulking season. That's right, Jake. It is. We've been hitting the gym hard, you and I. Uh, I need to be hitting it a little bit harder, I think. But it is bulking season here. The holiday season's coming up. You know, Thanksgiving, getting that turkey in, and then that Christmas ham. We all know we love that Christmas ham to pile up for bulking season. Dude, speaking of the Christmas ham, Luke Barlow has been asking for the Christmas ham all season long on the RSG since about June 1st when he starts prepping for the Christmas party, (laughs) you know, every single season. And so really, you know, the Christmas ham will definitely be something that we'll talk about as the season gets a little bit closer. Phil, here in Waco, Texas, Bluebell dropped a new flavor. I didn't know this. They actually dropped it last year, but I was off social media during the time that they dropped it, and then I was out of the country while it was on shelves. Eggnog-flavored. We bought some eggnog-flavored Bluebell ice cream, introed at the community group this week. I will say it would not make my top 20, but I think it would make my top 40. I do have a top 20 in Bluebell. We may need to get to that at some point on the RSG, but that's what's going on here in Waco. Classes are going well. The students are doing well. Uh, Several rain delays and intramurals this week, but overall, it's been a great week. Things are going well. Jake, you know, they say Friday the 13th, always spooky. It's spooky season, Halloween coming up on Monday. But Jake, this is episode 13 for us. This is a big episode. And I just wanted to know personally from your heart, heart to heart here, what does 13, episode 13, 13 in general mean to you? 
Well, you know, I'm not a big superstitious guy, you know, but, but, you know, some things that come to mind for me when I think of 13, um, and we did a little research on here just because again, the content that you didn't know that you needed, but that you actually needed to know. So when I think 13, first thing that comes to mind is first Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, love is patient, love is kind. I mean that listeners, if you haven't gotten in the word today, this is a reminder from Mr. Addison and I, what a great opportunity to dive into the word today. Um, each season, uh, there's we have four seasons here, fall, spring, winter, and summer. Each season has 13 weeks. There's 13 cards in each suit in a standard deck of playing cards. And President Franklin D. Roosevelt absolutely hated dining in groups of 13 people. That's what I found on the internet. And I would agree. I don't think that 13 is a very good number. You can't fit everyone at the same table. Phil, I know you have some famous athletes in mind that wear the number 13. Would love for you to kind of shout some of these folks out and give a quick blurb on where you feel like they rank maybe in the all-time athletes. Maybe just a quick diagnosis of each of these folks. Yeah, Jake, absolutely. Kicking off, you and I talked about this. Kurt Warner, number 13, uh, wore it for the St. Louis Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. You know, Kurt Warner came out with a movie, American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. Saw it with my mom and my wife, Isabella, we both shed some tears during the film. Uh, it was labeled a Christian film. <laughs> there wasn't much <laughs> talk of Jesus during the film, but all that to say, Kurt Warner, an amazing guy, a uh, follower of Jesus. Um, you know, sometimes in the, uh, in the media, in the movies, you know, you got to have everything you want. You can't always have exactly what you need. They try to get to reach every single viewer possible. And that's what Kurt Warner and the folks did um, over at the American Underdog story. Another number 13, Steve Nash got ejected the other night. First ejection of his coaching career for the Brooklyn Nets. Got upset with a foul, I believe, that was called on Ben Simmons or a no call on Ben Simmons. Uh, I think it was. Uh, got ejected, but Steve Nash, a great 13. And then my favorite 13 as of right now, my guy Stetson Bennett. National champion, uh, 2021, 2022 season. Uh, those are some of my favorite 13 athletes, Jake. Phil, I love that. Thank you so much for that feedback on the 13s. You briefly mentioned the NBA. The NBA is off. It's running. This was not on the agenda for today's podcast. But I want to pose a question to you, just like you posed to me last week. I want to pose a question to you. We've got the Milwaukee Bucks. They're 3-0. and We've got the Orlando Magic, our 0-5. What happens first? The Bucks lose a game or the Magic win a game? What happens first in your eyes? Jake, I'm I'm going to say I think I think it's going to be the Bucks winning the game. Orlando uh Paolo ben, uh Benchero has been amazing thus far. I think he's the first guy since LeBron in his rookie season to have like 25, 8 and 7 or whatever it was to start off his career. But the Magic are bad, Jake. Uh I got to uh uh, dial in the Hawks magic beginning of this season. Uh, I think it was, it was the um, second game of the year, I believe uh, for us at home and uh, the magic are not a very good team. So I think uh, bucks are going to win first and it may be 10 or 15 games before the magic catch that W. Wow. That is crazy. That's, that's honestly a great analysis. I'm glad that you've gotten to tune in for some magic games. Not a lot of magic happening in Orlando these days, neither in LA and neither in Sacramento. I tell you what, the the West Coast is struggling. You look at the Western Conference, the Clippers 
are at the bottom of the pack, but the Kings and the Lakers are both 0-4 down there in the bottom of the standings. It's a tough time to be in California if you're a basketball fan. They got to get Davion Mitchell more minutes out there in Sacramento, Jake. My guy, Kevin Herter, came from the Hawks. We know that duo is ready to get out there and score some points. We just got to see if Coach will put him in. No doubt about that. Hey, we're going to keep moving. It is National What Day. We're going to celebrate some national days here on the RSG. The first one, one we've been waiting for all year, is National Chocolate Day. National Chocolate Day, one of our absolute favorites here on the Ready, Set, Game. Phil, you and I have had a lot of interactions with chocolate. We've consumed a lot of chocolate in our heyday, especially. What's your favorite go-to chocolate, Phil? Jake, you know uh, good and well I am a... uh classic Hershey's guy love a good Hershey's bar also a Snickers guy obviously don't want to get too far into the nuts and bolts of chocolate if you will I know you're more of a specialty chocolate guy though you have your uh Godiva you I I know you have that organic grass-fed milk chocolate you like down there in Waco Jake uh what is your favorite signature chocolate You know, I'm going to say my favorite signature chocolate is actually something that comes in a box and you bake it. It's the Ghirardelli Triple Chocolate Brownies. These things are unbelievable. If you're a listener and you've had these, you know what I'm talking about. It's a chocolate brownie with kind of a chocolate fudge in there as well. It is tremendous. Ghirardelli has outdone themselves for $3.49 at Walmart. It's a great purchase. You won't regret it. It's also National Frankenstein Friday. Now, this is something, obviously, with Halloween coming up. I was on campus last night. They had the annual Baylor faculty and staff kids trick-or-treat where they go around from dorm to dorm and are trick-or-treating at the different dorms on campus. It makes me think that Frankenstein Friday today, there could be some interesting stuff that's happening, Phil. Have you ever had what you would call a Frankenstein moment? (laughs) Jake. The only thing that I can think of is we had a um, every every October and every Halloween season, um, one of my old roommates, Michael Miller, would play the monster mash on repeat. They did the mash, the monster mash every day in our home in the month of October because he loves the monster mash in this October season. Um, But That is the one Frankenstein moment that comes to mind. That's a great Frankenstein moment, Phil. It really is. You know, I think for me, maybe not Frankenstein, but I think something that comes to mind for me is just every villain in the gospel skit over the years just kind of has that Frankenstein type feel. Uh, We can all bring those guys back to memory. And that's a great transition to National Breadstick Day. Uh, I mean, Phil, this is something we could talk about. We could have a whole RSG just on the breadstick, the carbohydrates, the calories, the garlic, the ratios. Give me a little bit of feedback from your perspective. National Breadstick Day. This is a big day for America. What are are you thinking about here? Jake, I think undefeated all-time number one best breadstick has got to come from Olive Garden. You go to Italy, a little taste of Italy for you in your backyard, um, there's a billboard uh, on I-35, I believe, uh, going into Oklahoma that Charlie Warren always sends me. And it's an Olive Garden billboard, and it says, next stop, Italy. And those breadsticks are absolutely fire. I hope that Grant Hudeberg and Lauren got some of those Olive Garden breadsticks when they were in Italy. No doubt. And, you know, I think that's the interesting piece is Grant Hudeberg, they've been in Italy But rumor has it is that they actually have not eaten at one Italian restaurant while they've been there. All they've done 
is a full sprint of Olive Garden. Grant was trying to get them out of Olive Garden. And Lauren said, no, we've got to be at Olive Garden. Yeah. Um, and so just a, a, a huge shout out there to them. I will give an honorable mention to my guy, Fazoli's. I think Fazoli's fast, fresh, and they have what's called the Tuesday Trio. Uh, I went there many a time in college, the Tuesday Trio. You get the slice of pizza, the fettuccine, um, you get the bowl of spaghetti, and unlimited breadsticks filled for $3.49 on a Tuesday night in Waco, Texas in the grease pit. You can't beat it. Myself, Drew Mills, Daniel Post, Jacob Westerfield. We would frequent the Tuesday trio quite a bit in college. You know, it would not be uncommon to drop down 10 or 12 breadsticks on a Tuesday night as a college student. I also will say Barris breadsticks, Jake, down in Waco. Solid as well. Jake, not to go back to old news, but I couldn't help but remember you had a 13 in mind that you didn't mention. <laughs> Phil, you are exactly right. I had a 13 in mind from back in the day. This goes to one of our most favorite places, Barn 13. Barn 13, where so much magic happened. And for our listeners, this is where my co-host, Phil Addison, made his appearance for the first time in the blue spandex tights as Captain Fuselage, circa 2020. It was a great year. And I just had to make sure that the listeners re were remembering that moment back from 2020. Absolutely, Jake. Really thought you were going to say Wilt Chamberlain, but Barn 13, even better. Jake, that brings us into uh, another exciting time. It's the World Series. A lot of people say, who cares? It's just baseball. But I do care because the Astros are playing the Philadelphia Phillies who beat my Atlanta Braves in the first round. Uh, we won the division fifth year in a row. Uh, Phillies just never really liked them. Going for the Astros, Jake, the Astros haven't lost in the playoffs. They have been undefeated to the playoffs. I'm hoping for a sweep. I'm taking the Astros a sweep in the World Series. Phil, that is a great pick. Philadelphia, their record in the regular season, it's shocking that they even made the playoffs. They get in. They have a tremendous uh, historic run through the playoffs, breaking history with every win along the way. Houston, what's on the line for the Astros? Well, no team has swept the postseason in the wild card era. Um, and so that is, is something that is definitely on the line for them. I believe they have a defensive advantage. This is their fourth World Series appearance in six years for the Astros. I'd have to be crazy to pick against the Astros. I don't like the Astros, but I'm going to take the Astros in this one. I think the Phillies get one game in this series, but I'm going to take the Astros in five, four to one over the Phillies. Jake, love that pick. Moving on, we have some birthday shout-outs here. Shout-out to our guy, Bill Gates, 67. Jake, has Bill Gates ever done anything for you or to you? Or have you ever played a role of Bill Gates? I do believe Chris Hickman one summer played a role of Bill Gates before. That's my Bill Gates moment. Back-to-back -back seasons was Chris Hickman, Bill Gates. It was a great run there for Hickman as Bill Gates. You know, the biggest thing I can say for Bill is, is thank you for Microsoft Excel. I am so thankful. I love Microsoft Excel. It has saved me so much time. It's made my workplace so efficient and effective. So that would be the biggest one for me. Dropping down 12 years, Julia Roberts is turning 55 today. You'd never know it. She has been on the movie scene for a long time. You know, there's a lot of classic Julia Roberts movies out there when you think about it Steel Magnolias all of the Ocean series Notting Hill 
I'm going to go with maybe my favorite actually being Runaway Bride for Julia Roberts, a great movie, a great film, one of her earliest. Phil, any words for Julia today on her 55th? Jake, shout out to my favorite Julia Roberts movie, Charlotte's Web. She plays a wise spider in that film um, and uh, is able to just give wisdom uh, to Charlotte and the rest of the characters in the movie. Charlotte's Web, underrated Julia Roberts film. It really is. It really is. Frank Ocean's turning 35 today on the music scene. In the research that that we did beforehand in the pregame, Frank washed cars and walked dogs as a teenager just to afford studio sessions. He was under the he was an understudy of Justin Bieber as well back in the day. He was a screenwriter for Justin. So Frank has had a good run. And I know you're excited about this last birthday, actually a non-human birthday. That's right, Jake. Shout out to Channel Orange, uh, one of Frank Ocean's best albums. Love that guy and that album. The B movie released in 2007. I think some of Jerry Seinfeld's best work in this movie. I don't know if you've ever seen the YouTube clip. If you haven't, listeners, you should go look it up. Uh, the B movie, every time I believe they say the word B, it uh, fast forwards like, you know, like 10, 10 seconds or whatever it is. And you watch, the, you can watch the entire B movie. And I believe in less than five minutes. <laughs> that is absolutely crazy when it comes to the B-movie. I know that that's something that you and Isabella are committed to watching this week, as well as Back to the Future, something that we weren't able to get to last week. Sorry, listeners, but we'll be back um, very, very soon. Hey, it's that time for one of our favorite segments. Find our friends. Where are they at? What are they doing? What are they up to? And I am going to go live to Dallas, Texas. This is someone that I know is probably not on the podcast, but for those that are big podcast listeners, you will know this guy, J.D. Rogers. He teaches at the porch in Dallas quite often. Looks like right now, my guy, J.D., is off of 635 in Dallas. Can't really exactly be sure where he's at. Looks like he's actually pumping gas at the quick trip. And if there's something I know about J.D., he's encouraging everyone at the gas station probably bringing the word and probably in some great stylish outfit. Jake, that's incredible. I have uh, one of my good friends, John Busby, uh, has has entered Oklahoma City. He was at the Paycom Arena last night, and it doesn't look like he's left. I think after the Thunder win, he might have stayed the night, slept in a closet or the locker room, probably getting some shots up right now, an Atlanta native but he's made his way to OKC, sent him some tickets last night, went to the game, said it was great, had to leave in the third quarter, but said he watched his Airbnb on TV to see the Thunder pull out the win against a Kawhi-less uh, L.A. Clippers team. Yeah, and Kawhi-less L.A. Clippers team is interesting. Phil, thanks for jumping in again on the Find Our Friends segment. If you want to be found on the RSG, go ahead and follow us personally, Phil or Jake, and then we'll give you a follow back and we'll give you a shout out here on the RSG. Phil, it's time for the draft. We've been drafting teams throughout the season. We've had cereals. We've had some other things as well. But we're going worship songs on the RSG, the top five draft of worship songs. I'm going to start with you. I'm giving you the number one overall pick. Phil, what are you taking number one overall? I mean, Jake, this is a huge, uh, huge give. And we're going to say, listeners, Please send us your top five favorite worship songs. We know there's so many to go around. God has blessed so many amazing people to give us these songs. But my number one, Jake, I'm going with I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me 
one of my favorite songs to sing in a deep baritone voice. Kendall Reed knows what I'm talking about. I can only imagine Mercy Me, my number one pick. Phil's taking Mercy Me, number one overall pick. It's hard to say here. Thankfully, I've got five picks. Phil, I'm going to go off the bat. I'm going to take the goodness of God. I'm taking that. I just love those words. It could have been in your top five, but goodness of God is off the board for me as my number one overall. Jake, love that pick. Great song to worship to. My number two, it's going to be Run to the Father by Cody Carnes. One of my favorite songs to worship to. Actually, I was in Waco, Texas with my wife at Harris Creek, and they did a, a, a video to that song with a broken family. But as the family goes on, you see them run back to the father, have me in tears, along with the rest of the congregation. Always remember that moment. Uh, run to the father, Cody Carnes, my number two. That's really special. That's really awesome, too. It's amazing what what the video aspect will do. That's really cool. Phil, I'm going to take a new one. This one, I believe, dropped in 2020, maybe 2019. Actually, I think it was 2020, 2021. But Hymn of Heaven by Phil Wickham. This is actually a song that I love so much. Thinking about the future to come, eternity to come, standing in heaven with all the believers from around the world, from all eternities past in one place. I'm taking Hymn of Heaven at number two. I love that, Jake. I'm going to go with... My third pick here, it's going to be Promises by Maverick City Music, uh, a song that uh, played at our wedding, one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Maverick City Music here in Atlanta, they always come out with hits. And if you like to worship the one song for 15 minutes, 20 minutes even sometimes, they have it for you. They have it for you, Phil. That's a great song. I was actually listening to that this morning and just repeating some of the words from the lyrics in prayer this morning. I love that pick. Phil, there are so many. I don't know where to go at this point right now. I'm going to go Worthy of Your Name by Sean Curran, a Passion City guy. Worthy of Your Name by Sean Curran. Um, I don't want to say all relevant of the last two to three years, so that takes us back six or seven years. I'm going Worthy of Your Name. Only time I've ever been to the Passion City Conference in Atlanta, surprisingly, Jake, was the year that song debuted and Sean Curran sang it. Beautiful performance here. Also, the surprise performance, Crowder, Lecrae, and Carrie Underwood sang some, some, something in the water. That, that passion conference was great, 2016. Uh, Jake, my number four pick, uh, I'm going to take us back here. I'm going to go You Are Holy, Prince of Peace by Michael W. Smith. This is one of Cole Morton and I's favorite songs, one of my disciplers and best friends. We sing this one all the time, any chance that we get. Great to praise and worship and dance to. Phil, that is a great pick, an absolutely great pick. Phil, I'm going to go with my number four pick right here, and I am taking 10,000 Reasons, a classic from back in the day. I'm taking 10,000 Reasons uh, probably from back when I was in junior high or high school, but that's my number four pick. Jake, I love that pick. I may get all, uh, some heat for this one, but I shouldn't because it's all good stuff. I'm going number five, All My Fountains by Chris Tomlin and the Fashion City Band. That is a classic middle school hit for me. You love to clap to it. It was always great to be in a crowd where no, not everyone's on the same page clapping to that song, but it's always fun to do. I love that, Phil. I absolutely love it. As my number five pick, I don't want to leave anyone off, but I'm going to take Iron Bell Music. You may have never heard of them, but I'm taking God That Saves 
by Iron Bell Music. That song right there has been with me for a long time. I absolutely love it. It reminds me of how dependent I am on God and my need for him. I'm taking God that saves as my number five. Phil, did you have any honorable mentions you just want to shout out? Jay, a couple honor honorable mentions here. Voice of Truth by Casting Crowns, of course, is a classic. And In the Sanctuary by Kurt Carr and the Kurt Carr Singers, one we always love to play at camp and dance around to. Preston Cornelius would be on the lead to run out of the dining hall and run back in because the song you think is over three or four separate times and then Kurt Carr comes back in with In the Sanctuary. No doubt. I love that. Phil, I'm going to throw a few of my honorable mentions out there. One of them is Our God by Chris Tomlin, a banger when it first came out. I'm also going to throw out Build My Life. I think a really awesome worship song as well was played at our wedding. We'll also toss out So Will I, um, throw out So Will I, and then Another In the Fire. I just think that's a beautiful song as well. This has been a good segment. This is This is really good top five, and I'm shocked that we didn't actually steal maybe one of the others. None of the ones that you chose, although I love them, none were on my list. Yeah, yeah, same, Jake. And I mean, uh, I think that's the beauty of the worship that we have here. Uh, there's so many different songs you can choose from. But Jake, while there's so many worship songs you can choose from, there's only one team you can pick when it comes to the college pick them. That's right. We're going week eight here. Uh, college football, college pick them. The first week, Jake, that the college football playoff rankings will be announced. It is. The, the playoff rankings will be announced this week. This is really what a lot of college football folks have been waiting for is this moment this week because the AP poll really doesn't matter. It all comes down to the CFP, what's happening in those rankings. And we're going to get it started. Number two, Ohio State at 13 Penn State. They'll probably have a wide out for the 15th time this season in Happy Valley. Phil, who are you taking? Ohio State, Penn State. Ah, Jake, you know that I would love to see the upset here. I just don't think it's going to happen. After Penn State got embarrassed by Michigan and they ran all over them, I think Ohio State's better than Michigan. I know you're not a Buckeyes fan, but I'm going to take Ohio State on the road. Phil, that's a good pick. I think that Ohio State will get it done. Um, I don't love that, but I do think Ohio State will get it done in Happy Valley. I think that it will be a good game. I think Penn State will keep it close, but I do think it's going to come down to uh, uh, Ohio State getting it done. They're receiving core, maybe the best um, in the last 20 years. We're going to take it to Lubbock. Baylor at Texas Tech. This is a game. They're retiring Patrick Mahomes' jersey. It's a blackout. It's a 630 game on the plains of Lubbock. My brother, his fiance, will be there live in Lubbock, Texas. This is a terrifying game for me. After talking to the athletes in my class this week, they're confident. They're going in. One of my athletes even said, this is Pat Mahomes' hate week. This is what we've been waiting for. I'm taking the Bears by 16 in Lubbock. Wow, Jake. Love that pick. Love for the Bears to cover there. You know, I never want to pick against the Bears, Jake, but I'm going to go with the Red Raiders at home just for the sake of us. You know, I got to climb back in the rankings, and I think Texas Tech – uh, has the team to win. Never want to pick against the Bears, but I'm going to take the Red Raiders at home. Phil, that's a good pick. That's a safe pick. The line is two and a half. We'll see what happens. Number seven, TCU on the road at West Virginia. West Virginia, not a great season. TCU, a miracle season. Does Max Duggan and company get it done in Morgantown? Jake, I think they do. You know I am struggling to uh, find the words to not pick against my guy, JT Daniels. Uh, but I have to this time. West Virginia just doesn't have a team to do it. It'll be a hostile environment in Morgantown, as you know. But I think the Horned Frogs get in there and uh, go 9-0 on the year here in week nine. 
I think they do. I think they come into Morgantown. I think they make a statement. I think they've squeaked out a few games the last few weeks. I think the Frogs win by 25 in Morgantown on the road. Duggan has a big day. The defense gets some turnovers. West Virginia, no chance. Jake, let's head over to the Midwest, more uh, north of your area. SMU Mustangs heading into the Golden Hurricane. Shout out the Mangans family. Uh, Tulsa, SMU. SMU comes into this game looking like the better team, Jake. I like the Mustangs in this game. I hate to pick against the Golden Hurricane, but I like SMU here uh, on the road. Phil, I like the SMU pick. I'm going to go with Tulsa. Rain Kane, baby, and all the Mangans said, preach. That's what we're doing right here on the RSG. I'm taking Tulsa at home. Let's keep it rolling. Notre Dame at 16, Syracuse. Syracuse, one of those teams this year that you just got to root for. They had it in the bag last week against Clemson. They just couldn't hang on in the fourth quarter. Notre Dame on the road. I'm taking Syracuse at home. I think they get the bounce back dub this week. They're a good ball club, and I think they're going to get it done. Some big plays on special teams for them. I'll take the orange. Jake, I agree. It's been a disappointing season for Notre Dame. I will say if this game was in South Bend, though, I think I'd have to take the Fighting Irish, but I'm going to go with the Big Orange, Syracuse. I like the story this season. Hate to see them lose against Clemson last week, but I think they're a good team. They're fighting the ACC. I like Syracuse at home. Good call there. Good call. We're going to the Ivy League. First time we've been there all season long. Cornell at Princeton. Cornell at Princeton. I remember getting a letter from the University of Cornell back in high school with interest in sports, and I just was not as interested in them. We're going Cornell at Princeton. I'm going to take Princeton in this one. Both teams are four and two. I think they're going to get it done at home. I haven't watched a lick of Ivy League football this year. I know you're pretty confident in your Ivy League picks. Who are you going with? Jake, you know I got to go with Cornell. I had an old small group leader that actually did take that letter of intent and played baseball at Cornell. Also, shout out to Andy from the office, also a Cornell grad. Uh, I like Cornell on the road in this one. Phil, that is absolutely a stud of a pick right there. 19 Kentucky at number three, Tennessee. Potentially a trap game, Tennessee. All eyes in the country are looking forward to that game against Georgia in just a few weeks, actually next week, um, they're in Athens. Does Tennessee trip up at home this week or do they get it done against Kentucky? Jake, I totally agree with you. I think uh, Tennessee is looking ahead here to the game in Athens next weekend. My wife and I will be in attendance in Athens. Uh, we will be fired up for what hopefully will be game day. This is a trap game for Tennessee, though. I totally agree. I just think they're hot right now, Jake. Kentucky's defense isn't going to be able to stop hitting Hooker in that offense. I like Tennessee at home to cover. I like them to win outright. I'm going to take the Vols at home. Phil, great pick, and I also am taking Tennessee. I just don't see them losing to Kentucky. They have had a tremendous year. There's too much on the line for them to lose this game. Tennessee can absolutely – they cannot lose this game because the, the, the foreseeable loss on the road against Athens, that would set them back. Tennessee I'm going to take in this game. Hinton Hooker has a big game here against Kentucky. What are we looking at moving down? Jake, we're going to head back out to the Midwest, uh, a little more north of you as well. We're going to the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas. They bring in Oklahoma State. The Cowboys have that one loss from TCU, the comeback win, but they're still fighting in the Big 12, Jake. I like Oklahoma State and the Cowboys and Mike Gundy on the road. They're fired up. They're on a revenge tour to get back to the Big 12 championship and hopefully win it this time, Jake. I like the Cowboys on the road. 
Phil, great pick. Nine Oklahoma State, 22 Kansas State. It will depend. Is Adrian Martinez playing? Entered some injury protocol last week. I think if he plays, I'm taking Kansas State, but I can't base it, play it based on that. I'm taking Oklahoma State on the road. Spencer Sanders, big day, 350 through the air, another 75 on the ground. I'll take the Pokes, Mike Gundy, revenge tour. 20 Cincinnati at UCF. There's been some tweets going back and forth. Mackenzie Milton uh, had some tweets that were shared. Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati here. UCF got embarrassed last week against East Carolina. They were big favorites in that game. I don't have a lot of confidence in UCF right now. I'm taking Cincinnati on the road in Orlando. Jake, I love that pick. I also am going to go Bearcats. Gus Melzahn and company, they're actually favored by one and a half on this game. I like Cincinnati on the road. Fickle's going to get it done with his group. Shout out to my guy, Desmond Ritter, now with the Atlanta Falcons. Last but not least, Jake, we're going to Aggieland, a roller coaster and disappointment, really, of a season for AM thus far. They bring in Ole Miss, who just came off a tough loss. Um, Lane Kiffin and company are going into this game thinking we have to win this game to stay alive in the SEC West. Jake, I like Ole Miss and the Rebels on the road. Okay, Bill, I love that. That's a great pick. I agree with you. I'm taking Ole Miss as well. Texas A&M, a dumpster fire. And in a Can You Believe It segment, the mascot for Texas A&M, Reveille, was actually suspended indefinitely for urinating indoors, which is in the protocol of the mascot, for the university. So Reveille has been suspended indefinitely. They've also suspended three players, two of which have already been suspended this year. Jimbo Fisher is losing control on the program as if he hasn't lost it already. Old Miss gets it done in College Station. Big day there for Jackson Dart and company. Old Miss. Phil, who's your upset of the upset pick of the week? Jake, we're going Pac-12, baby, out west. I'm taking the Wildcats, Arizona, over 10, USC. They're 15 and a half point dogs at home. I'm going Wildcats. Phil, I can't believe you took that pick because I was going to take that pick also. I was going to take the Wildcats beating USC there in Arizona, the 15-point dogs, they're going to get it done. Listeners, this has been Phil and Jake on the RSG. It's been an absolute treat. Phil, close us out. Jake, while everyone was sleeping last night, we saw some Pac-12 after dark action. Utah sliding in to Washington State and getting the W. You love to see it. Keep them alive in the Pac-12. Listeners, it's been a great show. Thanks for listening this morning. Until next time, ready? Set. Game.